Hey, Adam. Yes. Take five, just for the record. <laughs> oh, you always do this where you count the takes off. Because I take it as a challenge. Like, you know, the more that we do, the harder it is to really nail things. So I'm just like, you ready to up your game? Because I screwed up the last take. We're going to find out. Yeah, we're (laughs) going to find out. Let's get free. Let's get free. Free. I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Jazz. Explained. Explained today, uh, take five of our <laughs> of our attempt. To we get... love the song and we love the number of takes. That's your song, man. No, take five. Oh, take five. Scooby doo, hip, scoop, scoop, Um, yes, this is take five. You know what? We keep doing them because each take just gets better and it's better. A, it's like a fine wine. It's like, a, like but this is going to be the one because like a fine wine gets better and then it goes goes downhill. Quickly. It's like whenever whenever I'm in the studio. We get like five burning takes of like a nine minute song. I'm like, let's keep going, guys. We <laughs> could do better. We could do better. What? Everyone is, loves that. Have you noticed it? It's always when it's your session, you want to keep doing more takes. You keep thinking, oh no, it can get better. Yeah. When you you have such a, a, a non objective view of, of things. You're you an know? infinite well of energy. <laughs> but when you're on somebody else's session, after like the first or second take, oh, well, let's be honest, great, man. as soon as you feel like you've played a good solo, exactly. you're ready to move on. Oh, nothing's worse too than when you feel like you really nailed it and the leader is like, let's do another one. You're like, right. oh, that was the one. Exactly. That's when you sidle up to the engineer and you're like, save that solo. That's are, right. we a, are we on the grid on this one? If we're even close to the tempo, That's right. put that piano solo. That's right. Here's yeah. a honey. He's a honey. Yeah. He's a honey on the side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we're, today we're talking about something that none of this matters. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. No, that's not true. Uh, but we're going to talk about that. And that is... Free jazz. Yeah, Free we have jazz. a we have a question here from Erica Speakpipe, a voicemail. By the way, if you want to leave us a voicemail, go to youllhearit.com and ask us your question. That's youllhearit.com to ask us your question. Just leave us a voicemail like Eric did. So. And this is kind of a good time. Don't be shy. Come out of the shadows. Yeah. Come stop creeping around. Stop being a lurker. Uh, we love the lurkers, but this could be your big chance to uh to engage because we've been on kind of a roll. Give me some butter. I'm a roll. Uh, we, I'm wow. from the Borscht Belt. Wow. <laughs> no, but we've been on a little bit of a roll um, with answering the speak pipes recently. We yeah, don't always do that. We're we really, get sidetracked. We're knocking them out. We're knocking them out. We're so knocking them out. Here is Eric's question about free jazz. Hi, this is Eric from Oakland, California. Longtime listener to the podcast and to Open Studio, a longtime member. Um, I've been playing free jazz since I was a kid. Um, and now I've been doing it for years. Um, you know, I've been at it for a while. I love doing it. The musicians I play with seem to have a good time doing it, though a lot of times nowadays I'm doing it solo. And uh, But it's very hard to connect with anybody about it, you know, any audiences. And that's fine. I get it. Uh, people don't love that. I'm the only person to have encountered that. You know, a lot of people have found that their audiences uh, don't follow them where they want to go. But um, how do you keep yourself motivated when you're doing something that's just really outside the marketplace or even outside audience receptivity? Um, I find that I just love doing it, but it'd be great to have some external motivation. Talk to you later. Well, great question, Eric. I, Peter, I wonder if we're going to be using this uh, this button here a lot today. I mean, just play the right notes. <laughs> well, I think so. But um, perhaps, first of all, yeah, thank you, Eric. This is great. Um, and... The okay, how to stay mo- motivated? I think Eric, you might already have it, what is needed inside of you to Agreed. stay motivated. Yeah, you've been doing this since you were a kid. Yep. I can tell 
from the passion um, of your voicemail that uh, that you believe in this. Yep. Like, because that's what it takes, I think. That's how you stay motivated. It's like, you have to believe. You have to believe that, you know what, I will connect with an audience. You don't have to believe you're going to connect with a billion people in this world yeah. over it. It might be with three people. It might be with 300. The number actually doesn't matter. You just want to connect. And you probably have already done this, I'm sure. It's very hard. Like, like, like when, you, when we do start looking for external motivation, as you say, uh, we all need that to a certain degree, but like, let's temper our ex- expectations. It doesn't with that. hurt anything. It doesn't hurt anything. A little yeah. pat on the shoulder, a little yeah, pat on yeah, the back. Yeah. Good boy, add a boy, add a boy. But uh, it sounds like you may have a pretty good pathway um, to being self motivated by your love for playing free jazz. And first of all, let's just say free jazz. Like we're not experts on free jazz any more than we're experts on any kind of jazz here. We're interested parties. We spend a lot of time, Adam and I, listening and playing and teaching and performing, and we love this music. But I mean. There's there's a place for all of us within this music for every player at every level really yeah. that wants to like take the artistry side of it seriously. It's not about like oh I'm going to follow this tradition or I'm going to play free jazz in this way. No, it's like kind of what you say you already have Eric is like a belief and a love for playing within this with this style or subgenre whatever you, whatever you want to call it. This way of playing yeah. of like expressing yourself. So you've just got to continue to believe and actually I think even build upon that belief. The more you feel like you're connecting with your own spirit and soul with the music where it means something to you where it speaks to you that's the same way you're going to connect with the audience and i mean sometimes for something that's a little bit more challenging and maybe requires dare i say even a little more i don't want to say intelligence to listen to but a, a little more thoughtfulness in the listening skills you have to be more nuanced in how you go out and acquire and reach that audience it's there yep. it's just not going to be as close by now you live in Oakland, so your Bay Area, yeah. you could be, you're kind of at the epicenter, so that's a great thing. So yeah. physically, you're located a place in the world. It's kind of like, oh, I want to te- start a tech company, and I happen to live in Silicon Valley. Well, perfect. You can do it from anywhere, but you're really at the right place yeah. when you're there. Yeah, we don't talk a lot about free jazz here uh, on the podcast, but we do talk a lot about motivation. I actually love, man, one of my favorite musicians is Ornette Coleman. Yeah. We don't bring him up a lot here because, A, it's pretty advanced, like you said. Well, we, we it's like him, I mean, we, it's we like a wine that uses like sure. barnyard. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you gotta, you have to kind of come in with some knowledge, but also there's not a lot of piano going on. <laughs> you know, That's right. Ornette loves the lack of piano yeah. in, in the group, but uh, uh, which I don't mind. But uh, but is Ornette kind of the father of free jazz? I mean, I know that's overly simplistic. It's like saying that Louis Armstrong is the father of jazz. Yeah, jazz there's trumpet a, playing, but I, definitely, I would say that Ornette Coleman is is sort of on the Mount Rushmore of right. free jazz. You know, Eric Dolphy and, and yeah. uh, Cecil Taylor, Dewey Redman, Dewey Redman, of yeah. course. But the, Keith like, Jarrett to a certain extent, right? I mean, Keith has done pretty much every yeah, <laughs> every form, free, but yeah. but certainly his free records are some of the best yeah you know um but for motivation's sake it doesn't actually matter the genre because uh we're all to some degree if you're playing any kind of instrumental music a yeah right or and and then any kind of improvised music b right it's not going to be you know at the top of the pop charts you're not going to have a it's not going to be at the bottom of the pop no it's not going to be anywhere near the popular charts charts, um for the most part but there, there. I think to Peter's point, like uh, Eric, you're nailing the the biggest part of it, which is to follow your heart and to play the music that speaks to you. And you know, the, I think the artist's job and obligation in this world, in this short time that we're here, is to keep digging 
further and further down in there to find more and more of what it is we love in these sounds that we can hang in the air. So, you know, uh, hopefully skillfully. Yeah. And like, that's a tough job. Like you, you go into some depths and free jazz is, I think one of the more brutal expressive forms of music, because you can really find hard things when everything is an option. You know, it's like, it's like a completely free unstructured premise for the most part. You can really go to some interesting and, and, uh, uh, raw places you know what i mean so i would say you know you already seem to have that to peter's point eric this this love of it and this passion for it but you could if you wanted more motivation realize that there's always a little bit deeper uh, deeper to dig with whatever whether you're a singer songwriter making pop music or or free jazz there's a little bit always a little bit further to the truth of you to where you want to go to explore or, or even to be able to let go of expectations of what you'll find or anything like that. There's always work to be done there. And to, uh, for the external validation side, in my experience anyway, the more truthful I've gotten towards that part of the music inside me out, the, the more, uh, um, reaction I've gotten externally. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that doesn't yeah. mean more people, but just connecting deeper. It sometimes does, and sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes like you can't count yeah. on it. It's but, a little bit random. But it's either way, it's a deeper connection yes. to what's happening. Because it's truth. It's it, people can recognize authenticity. It's like yeah. they can, and they can sniff out uh inauthenticity in half a second. That's so. right. And I mean, I think that we'll we'll find like if we're really trying to reach people and have a communal experience through art. Uh, which really is performing live music or putting out recorded music or streaming or whatever it is, but presenting our music, not just for ourselves, not just we're going to sit and hold on to this precious little thing that we've created, but wanting to have other people there. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have some external, um, you know, gratification and satisfaction and, and just validation, you know, from others. But the thing is like, do you want to have that from eight people in a very deep way, or do you want to have it from 80 people in a more surface level way? Like our last episode, we talked about, you know, computer generated, <laughs> computer generated jazz, you know, which is like kind of the opposite of free jazz in a way. <laughs> it's like constricted, but free at the same time. And in the worst ways, as we discovered, what if you heard a computer <laughs> that was algorithmically playing like Ornette Coleman, I would, I don't know what I would do. Exactly. Did, you, did you see my face on the coffee coffee shop playlist? I don't know what I would yeah, look like yeah. for that. But I mean, the thing is, like, we have to really embrace, um, what you know, embrace people that really want to, con- you know, hear our music and connect with us over that, even if that's a smaller number, because that's actually often a good thing. When you get to bigger number, it's very hard to do anything and connect with people on a very deep level. I mean, you're talking about like, you know, Stevie Wonder and Michael Jackson, some of these stars that like hit a certain level of artistry and actually can connect with a whole bunch of people. But I think that, you know, um, there are some things that we can do. And I think that jazz musicians in general, and this is not peculiar to free jazz musicians just jazz musicians in general we do a terrible job on aggregate of marketing our music i think because it's so like we've just it's just kind of a cultural thing for us is like marketing is bad and like the music should speak for itself and like you've got to like you'll hear it you know things like that oh we're kind of guilty of that here of saying right (laughs) it's the name of the show it's the name name of the of the show but you know what i'm saying is like 
there's a lot of really attractive things and people that would be interested. I'm not talking about billions of people, maybe not even millions, but thousands of people are would be into something kind of offbeat like free jazz yeah. if they understood and knew what it was. And marketing is just putting the message out. Yes, it's playing the music and letting people hear it, yeah. but you got to prepare them a little bit. You know, you've got to like frame it. I mean, think about like the pop, the the punk rock um, movement of like the 80s. It becomes a thing. It's a thing. Like yeah. they did a great marketing job with that because a lot of that music was, I'm not going to say trash. It was like purposefully defiant and like, yeah. you know, very contrarian. Yep. But they, they did a great job of like hooking in the fashion and the messaging and basically giving a middle finger to society. Like, so they connected with their people. They didn't connect in the same way that Michael Jackson's Thriller did at those numbers, but it became a thing, you yeah. know? And Free Jazz did for a while too. Um, so it's not out of the question, but then a lot of musicians don't have any stomach for any kind of market. I don't want to do that at all. Yeah. I'm ben that's beneath me. So you kind of get what you get, reap what you so too. It's true. And listen, you're always going to have people like this. You're not stupid. Jazz is stupid. <laughs> That's right. Jazz is stupid. That's right. And they're not saying... They just play the right notes. Right. Maybe they're talking about free jazz, but that's you could turn that on its head and be yeah. like, no, that's the whole point. You play whatever you want. Well, and look at the characters that are saying that. <laughs> exactly, it's Dwight and Angela. Yeah, so don't try to present your music there to yeah. that kind of middle America office crowd, right? <laughs> Beat farmers <laughs> and cat cat -loving. cat loving conservative. Yeah, you know, well, judgmental. I mean, there's probably, probably plenty of cat loving conservative free jazz fans. That's right. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a Venn diagram. That's right. Yeah, but. Back to the first thing I think, uh, Eric, is just like, keep believing. You know what I'm saying? Like, your belief. Like, that's what can oh, be marketed. So, like, don't actually. stop believing? Don't stop believing. Yeah. I knew I'd get him singing. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, it's like that can become the most effective marketing. Like, that's infectio infectious. How'd that go? It's like an infectious disease. Don't you stop. Know? It's communicable. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. That was a classic scene. I got it back. I got it <laughs> that back. Was, that, that was crazy. Uh, well, well, thanks, y'all. Thanks, Eric, for the question. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Until next time. You'll hear it.